this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, let's catch up a little bit. It's been a bit, it's been at least a week since I've done an episode, and that's because I was recovering from several events during this holiday season. And when I say holiday season, of course I'm representing the United States autumnal holiday seasons. That's everything from Halloween to the Americanized local traditions of Samhain, our versions of it, which not to be culturally appropriative, but we've kind of made them our own here. All Souls Day, looking at and appreciating ofrendas, observing the days of the dead as an outsider, but someone who loves to learn. And just a note, it's not just a day of the dead, it's several days of the dead. And each day has a different set of dead that you honor and that come through. So, but we'll, we might get into that one day. If not, it would really be a good time for you to research that. But during all this and, and enjoying all that, I think it's time that we get back to some fun and some things that are not all whipped up just in Halloween. And the one thing I want to get into is let's talk about what to do with that pumpkin or those gourds that have been sitting on your porch for the last month or so. So take out your big book of stuff and let's talk about pumpkin works after Halloween. Now, I know that for many people, their tradition may be, and I'm again speaking of the United States, and I'm even going to localize it to Michigan because all of the Midwest is not the same in their practices. And we live in the freshwater seas, which means I've already had a hard frost. So, you know, many people have seen their pumpkins begin to collapse into themselves, especially if they've carved them into jack-o'-lanterns or whatever else they're doing. They they do strange things here. And um, <laughs> strange and unusual. But once they've got those pumpkins on the porch, the ones that have not begun to rot or have, the question becomes, are you going to just let them disintegrate on the porch? Are you going to let the squirrels come? What happens? And how do you responsibly dispose of this pumpkin if you're disposing of it at all? Well, the first thing is, how about just flat out letting it feed the earth? Take that pumpkin and go out there into an area that is approved for you to feed wildlife because you can't always feed wildlife everywhere. Sometimes it's not safe. But if there is a good area where you can feed it to squirrels or chipmunks or rabbits and it's not going to harm anything, go ahead, break it up, take it out there and leave it for them to eat. They'll enjoy it. It's a good boost of nutrition and you'll be doing your part to help fatten them up for winter. Yum! It's a good treat for a little squirrel to eat. But what if you don't want to do that? What if you really would rather save the seeds so that you can plant some for your own pumpkin patch next year? 
Okay, so let's let's talk a moment about pumpkin patches. For years, Kyle, my husband, and I have had a long ongoing discussion about why I cannot plant a pumpkin patch of my own. And it's a thing. Some of the I'll say historical archetypes that I vibe with like pumpkins. They like pumpkins a lot. And I like pumpkins a lot. Uh, true story. I once bought, what was it, 183 little pumpkins for a preschool school, school for my daughter's Head Start so that they could have pumpkins to paint in their little classrooms. Little did I know gnats are an issue. But that's a long story and neither here nor there. But lesson learned. Lesson learned. But I really wanted to have a pumpkin patch. And he had this thing about vining, and I really didn't understand until I was doing census work. Now, doing work for the U.S. Census one year, I got to see, and of course it would be last year, because it's every 10 years, what it looks like when someone plants a pumpkin patch on their lawn. Needless to say, I no longer am pushing for a pumpkin patch in my yard. And if you've never seen it, you should look it up. But if you do have the room, you could easily salvage those seeds and make a pumpkin patch. Now, if you're like me, you like food a lot. And I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I, I've gotten to the point where my thyroid just kind of like left the building. So I don't eat as much as I would like as far as delectable savory foods but you could definitely use your pumpkin to enhance your food intake and the quality thereof and make yourself a lovely pumpkin stew now for those of you who kept your pumpkin outside you might be saying but it's been outside um it grows outside so take your pumpkin in wash it make sure there's no little creepy crawlies and, and, you know, bake it and make yourself a nice puree. And, you know, you can make yourself some good old pumpkin stew, uh, like a cream of pumpkin soup. Or you could even just uh, cook it down and cut it into chunks and make it a stew that way. I'm talking about a savory stew. You could even mix it with the butternut squash because the butternut squash seems to last forever. They were at the beginning of time. They will be at the end of all things. The butternut squash lasts a very long time in the pantry, if not consumed. I'm not sure where the spare ones go. They are among us. Be afraid. But did you know that there's another way to hold on to that pumpkin for food and not cook it right away? It's true. You can actually dehydrate your pumpkin. You can slice it into slivers or into uh, little square chunks or square-ish. They're almost like little rhombuses. See there? You can use algebra and geometry in real life. And you can use the word rhombus in real life. So there. Teacher was right. But um, 
you can you can actually dehydrate it and a couple of ways to do that uh, check your dehydrators instructions if you're using a commercial dehydrator or you can do it more of an old-fashioned way and use a dowel rod or some uh, you know rope like cotton rope and you can actually dehydrate it by hanging and I prefer you put some uh, netting over it or even the uh, cheesecloth to keep out vermin and pests but you can definitely dehydrate it that way it is cold outside so you're definitely gonna have to be careful with that and I would prefer you not do it outside so that you get a good even cool temperature if you have a fan that's even better so you can actually help wick that away you can also in a pinch use an area of your kitchen that gets not too much heat but hang it like maybe in a corner where the garlic is if you hang garlic or where you braided your onions if you do that or where you keep your braided corn if you did that and if we haven't covered those things I, I guess we have to uh, later but definitely this is something you can do and by the time they're dry because you're gonna forget about them you're gonna keep checking them compulsively almost and then eventually one day you'll forget about them and the, the almost to the day after you forget about them like truly forget to check it that's probably when they're gonna be ready then you store them in a, a secured area uh, with an oxygen absorber and uh, what's the other one something to oh, a desiccant pack in a good container and you're good to go now of course for the gardeners you can also use them to compost the soil compost your pumpkins compost your gourds it'll be great um, it's a good enrichment for the soil it's a good soil treatment you can just flat out bury them but understand understand if you do not remove the seeds all of them and you do not put them in a compost pile that attains the correct temperature if it doesn't get hot enough you will have that pumpkin patch whether you want it to or not because it, nature will find a way and it will it will grow I remember the first year we were doing the soil uh, treatment for our what would become this monstrous garden in the backyard that I have and which is not easy in in the home that I live in because we have a very small space but we were working on the soil and we crushed a case of rotten apples into the soil uh, we treated it with expired vegetable soups and juices and we just really went to town we threw in uh, leaves we really got in there and my daughter was out there she was so small she was just stomping them in her little brown cowboy boots just stomping apples having a great time oh, memories but yeah so we um we also uh, crushed up or smashed up a bunch of squash gourds and you know things of that nature especially Hubbard squashes and acorn squashes that people had given us they had gone off and we were like okay well we'll just do this it'll compost what we did not anticipate is that the soil would not get hot enough so we had several and you know soil drifts and things and there's wind when you have dust out and eventually we wound up having acorn squash invaders all through the yard you would look one day and there would be nothing there another day there's suddenly squash leaves and next thing you know there's acorn squash everywhere now another thing you can do is to donate your pumpkins and I know that you know 
we are very big into giving back in this particular podcast. Well, one way you can give back is not just to give the animals in your area pumpkins, but you can donate them to farmers. Now, don't do this if you've bleached your pumpkin. And I know some of you bleached your pumpkin. I know you did. I know you bleached that pumpkin. So this is not for you. It's the people who did not bleach their pumpkin that can do this. You can donate it to farmers. Find out if someone you know has a, a an animal farm and donate these pumpkins for feed. Because that way, it's another way to give them another uh, good thing for their diet. It saves the farmer money on food as well. But make sure that pumpkin's in good condition. Don't just give that pumpkin to them and it's been painted or has all kinds of things wrong with it. You know what I mean. You know, it's all full of creepy crawlies. It's falling apart. You know, just take that pumpkin and chop it up or take it whole as long as it's in good condition. Work it out with the farmer and donate that pumpkin for feed. Now, if you're an urban gorilla gardener and you know who you are, solidarity. Um, anyway, if you're a gorilla urban gardener and you seed bomb or you do things in the earth and you try to help ameliorate the soil, you try to do permacultural practices, you do all these things, one of the things you know is that the soil is depleted in many, many, many areas. It's been worked to death or it has been damaged or it's destroyed. Uh, urban sprawl is a really, really bad offender in this, especially once it's abandoned. Uh, people buy these mega homes, and I'm not judging them. You should be able to have what you want, but there also needs to be an informed decision on what you're doing to the be watershed in the ecosystem when you do this. But in older cities, uh, like where I used to live, I live in Detroit, um, but now I've moved and I live in another city near Detroit, which you know, I'm always going to be from Detroit. I, you can't take that out of me, baby. Never. Never! But um, one of the things you can do is help to amend the soil and the damage done in gray areas, brown areas, by planting pumpkins, those old pumpkins, and get a community work day together and just do it for the soil. Not looking for anything to be given back to you. We can give back to the earth and amend the soil. Same thing with gourds, same things with rotten fruit and produce. Uh, if you just want to help an area that's just been really battered and is becoming sterile, then do that. Now, again, make sure that when you do this, uh, you have the property owner's permission. If it's in implied that it's been abandoned, then do your thing. And unless you want a pumpkin patch, make sure you either take out those seeds or you uh, make sure they get really hot. Now let's not forget what you can also do with the inside of the pumpkin by itself. You know, you can always, always roast those pumpkin seeds. Yummy, yummy, yummy! Unless you're me and I always, 90% of the time I burn them. I, I don't know why. I just, I always wind up with these horribly overcooked pumpkin seeds. And I try so hard. I try so hard. But they, they it's like my daughter has to be there to go, Stop! The ancestors and I do not agree on how to cook those pumpkin seeds properly in this super hot oven. But, you know, the best thing I can do usually is just to dry them and salt them and maybe toast them. I can't really just, I can't to toast them properly the normal way. I have to do it like in two minute increments. It's, it's, it's really sad and I 
probably need help. And I admit that I am a, a pumpkin seed abuser. But again, I, I do my best. But you can definitely do that. And I would say that that's worth looking into. You know, roast those pumpkin seeds and those squash seeds. You know, squash seeds are sold also just like pumpkin seeds. Salted, dried, toasted, and ready to go. And it's a great snack. And eating seasonally is very good for you. And since we're talking about what's on the inside of the pumpkin, what's inside it can help you with what's outside of you. Pumpkin can help you with a face mask. Uh, it's got really good vitamins and nutrients and antioxidants. Uh, so I have read, I am not a scientist. I am not the boss of you. I never portray myself as a scientist. So take it with a grain of salt or a spoon of pumpkin, but you can mix it with honey and you can mix it with oil and maybe a few other, you know, depends on what you're into. And then you can make your own pumpkin mask. And you could be seasonal as well as, you know, beautiful. And beauty is inside. This just helps the outside look a little bit more like what's inside you. And I know you're beautiful. I know you are. I can feel your vibe. So why not make a mask out of it? Yet another way to not waste what nature has given us. You know, these things are here for us, and it's, there's nothing wrong with taking advantage of what we were given. Now, something I didn't talk to you about, and I probably should have at the beginning of October, but I didn't, and that's okay. I'm not perfect, and that's okay. I embrace that, that I am learning to be better every day. So, I should have told you, you can take your pumpkin leaves and dehydrate them. Did you know that? That you can dehydrate pumpkin leaves? And you can crush them up and add them to green powder. Yes, you can. Now, pumpkin leaves are really large, so if you're going to do this, the best way to do it is to individually roll them up like a cigar. Like, roll them up and then dry them. Otherwise, they take up a lot of space. They take forever to dry and just throw them in your dehydrator. It's one more way that you can use a little bit of everything and waste very little. And again, you can also compost them. But not many of you have leaves on your pumpkins because by the time you used your pumpkins, the leaves were gone. But if you grew your own, if you grew your own, then uh, you had leaves this year. So you can do this for next year. Keep that in mind that you can use those leaves for that. Did you know that you can also dehydrate pumpkin for tea? Remember, dehydrating is very important and very, 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 very demanding when it comes to making sure things are dried and cured properly. Make sure there's no moisture left in this item if you decide to dry pumpkin pieces for tea. That way they will not rot. Use some citric acid to help in this process to make sure everything's safe if you have to. Uh, you know, it depends on how you're dehydrating your, your pumpkin. My recommendation is to contact your university extension office uh, for agricultural devices and agricultural information on food preparation so that you will do this safely. But if you do it and you have a freeze dryer, then your life is pretty much golden because freeze drying pumpkin is a lot easier than the old fashioned dehydrating. 
So if you can do that, you can make yourself some real pumpkin spice pumpkin tea for the season. And it's something to think about, you know? Why not? Do a cut above. You know? I mean, I'm just trying to get you excited about pumpkin. I'm just trying to pump you up. You knew. You knew I was going to have a mom joke. You knew it. You could not possibly believe, reasonably, there would not be one mom joke in this episode. And I don't care that you're groaning. I want you pumped up about pumpkins. So I've really gone a long way about pumpkins, and this episode's pretty long. But I've been away for a minute, so I figured I'd owed all of us more time together, you know? So I decided to really, really go into it and be pumped about this pumpkin episode. I did it again, didn't I? Yeah, I'm not even sorry. I like it when you come play with me. And you know what? That is actually the song we're using in the background for today's episode is Come Play With Me by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. See how I segued right on in there? I was pumpkin pie, pie spice smooth. Don't, don't look at me like that. I'm trying, okay? And I guess we've come to the end of another moment in time together. I want to thank you for listening to this episode all the way through. I want to welcome my new friends who actually found me through their swag bags in the Midwest, which is bizarre. Hi! You told me hi on Facebook. I'm going to say hi back to you. Hi! Find me, find me on Spotify, too, because I don't always update my Facebook as quickly as I should. You know, I'm just being honest here. I am human and I need to be understood. I almost sang that song, but I didn't. I didn't. I'm not going to get that, that copyright infringement. But um, you get my idea. So... If you enjoyed this episode and you're going to do this with your pumpkin and your gourds, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to know how it turned out for you. Maybe we can switch up, you know, switch recipes. Um, I may actually include a recipe for a pumpkin spice mask in the Shire this week. Um, let's see how it goes. If, if there's one request for it in the Shire, I will. If not, I won't, I won't clutter it up. But I, I love spending time uh, together with you here in this space that we've created, this intentional moment in time that we take with each other to, to share good things. And I want you to be good to yourself this week. You know, the seasons are changing. Uh, make sure you take care of yourself. Dress warmly if that's your climate. Uh, if you're down under, you know, be mindful and uh, dress coolly. And uh, maybe take out those crocheting needles if you can and make yourself something warm for those upcoming chill months until it turns really cold, cold months, you know? And we've got quite a winter coming ahead of us, so uh, be prepared and be thankful. Be thankful for everything we have. And um, maybe reach out and tell someone else you're thankful for them. So, until next time, thank you for listening for uh, a, a little while in your life to my magical cottagecore life.